When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk. Hello, 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 squirrels. It's me, Hillary Yass, bringing you yet another episode of Squirrel Talk here on the Sonar Network and all that fun stuff and... Boy, oh boy, do we have a fun show for you today. Yes, we are bringing you Titans. Well, maybe not Titans. Um, All-Stars. No, maybe not All-Stars. Um, people who went home and lost. Yeah, definitely losers. Yeah, it's lots of people from various drag shows. Yes, yes. One per. I'm so excited. One person from each of these various drag reality TV shows is here with us on the podcast today to talk and like talk about what the difference is and I don't know which one's best or whatever in an episode I like to call Battle of the Drag Shows. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, it's not a real battle, but we'll see. Maybe there'll be some blood or something like that. We, we do have some ghoulish gals, so mm-hmm. there's always blood with them. Um, okay, so why don't we introduce the amazing people we have on the podcast for you here today. Um, let's do one by one. Um, come on out. Uh, it's the one and only from uh, Canada's Drag Race, Eve 6000 is here. Hello, Eve. Hey, bitches. Yes, Eve 6000. Okay, and we also have from um, Call Me Mother, which is a Canadian drag show on the out. Out TV, which is pretty cool. The one and only Seance knows. Seance, hi. Hello and hail Satan. But you can just <laughs> call me other. Yes. And from Dragula, the Boulet Brothers Dragula, we have the one and only Disasterina. Hello there. Good to see you. But I can't see you. I can hear you. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, we can all Happy hear you. Happy to be here wherever here is. <laughs> Inside, upside, outside. And then, of course, me, Hillary Ass. I represent Camp Wana Kiki. Woo! <laughs> um, okay, so it's the four of us here. So I think we should just go on and introduce ourselves a little bit to the people out there. So, um, Eve, why don't you tell the children a little bit about yourself? Who are you? What, what show are you on? What are you about? Well, I was on the low-budget uh, streaming show, Crave's, uh, Crave Presents Canada's Drag Race. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so we have um, many, many incredible things in that show, such as supermarket uh, runway lighting. Um, <laughs> and, and nobody's safe from the lighting. Even, even on season three, we got some shots of Brooklyn looking a little rough in the lighting, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but no... Um, yeah, I'm from Canada's Drag Race. Um, I was on the second season. I uh, was unfairly placed in the bottom twice in a row. And unfortunately, um, Cynthia Kiss took me out by being skinny and white. So, yeah. <laughs> C- 
Cynthia's actually on the Sonar Network with her podcast now, too, eh? So she beat you in every direction. <laughs> Work. What does that mean? What is that? Well, anyway, let's not talk even, about yeah, that. I don't even but know. <laughs> one thing I did want to say is Disasterina, I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but if you've ever seen the movie um, Anastasia, like the the like old like 1990s like kids movie, um, you sound like the bat that's like Rasputin's sidekick. Mm. Hmm. I'm gonna have to go check it out. I think his name is Bardock or something. Mm. Oh, Bardock. Is, is there a bat? Okay. Is there a bat out there coming for me? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I'm gonna have to honestly jump down that rabbit hole and figure what's well, going on. Well, speaking of disasterina, disasterina is here. Um, well, who are you? What do you do? What show are you on? Well, I'm Ella's most disastrous drag queen, and I was on this funny little TV show. I don't know if you could even call it TV. The Boulet Brothers Dragula, season two. Wow! Yes. And what are you all about, Disasterina? You bring the disaster, the mess, or I don't know. Well, I'm just a comedy queen, very trashy, ridiculous. My favorite thing to do is actually scripted comedy. I try to do that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I actually had a TV show called Sado Psychiatrist, which you can see on Out TV. Yes. That's all scripted comedy stuff. It's very, very good. Highly recommend. And uh, I just keep busy. You know what I mean? I just try to get uh, myself out there, my ugly mug out there, and uh, just uh, shock people with how ridiculous I am. I am fairly successful, relatively speaking. Not monetarily, but <laughs> in other ways. And of course, Seance, what show are you on? Hi, I'm the other one. I'm Toronto's small time <laughs> extra large medium seance. And I too was on an, the second season of an even lower budget Canadian television <laughs> show called Plenty Mother. And I was also eliminated because they just took on way too many people. And they were like, we have to get rid of the half of the cast before the show is three episodes deep. And uh, I'm I'm all about uh, silly comedy myself. I'm trying to like carve out a niche in a place that doesn't want my kind of drag, and uh, you know I'm just having fun with it. Amazing, and, and of course, uh, listeners, you probably know who I am. I'm Hillary Yass. I'm a comedy queen. I was on Camp Wanakiki. I did actually quite well. Sorry, everybody. Um, on my <laughs> <laughs> my season, I I uh, I almost won the darn thing. But then I did. Who's bragging? Mm. Wait, who, who won? Bragging? Who's bragging, right? Not who's me. bragging? I, uh, who won? Definitely. I'm not talking about them. They're, they're done. To, they're dead to me. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, an extension to this question like, have we all heard of each other before? I've definitely heard of all of you because I know Seance Eve and Disasterina, one of my faves from Dragula. What about, what about you? I've never heard of any of you guys. I <laughs> okay. I don't know what's happening. I thought I was here to dis- to discuss a multinational five million dollar uh, brand deal. I'm gonna have to talk to my my manager about this. <laughs> Sorry, okay. that was a, a five dollar brand deal. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Five dollars foot long. <laughs> five million doll hairs. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not worth nothing. They're worth less. <laughs> Uh, yes, I've definitely heard of all three of you, including Eve 6000. I, I've i heard of her. <laughs> yes. No, obviously, we're the three of us are from Toronto, so we have all met in some way or another. And I have, uh, 
I'd like to consider you slightly more than acquaintances, which is quite lovely. And uh, of course, I'm a huge fan of Disasterina because who isn't? Oh, yeah. Well, at least I am. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And Disasterina? I have met Seance <gasps> yes. up in Toronto. I was because I was on the show, I was able to organize a little bit of a tour in the UK and also in Canada. And it went up to Toronto and Seance came to one of my shows up there and we met and we had a fun time. So that's how I know Seance and I've haven't seen the entire season uh, of, of uh, Call Me Mother. But I have seen the first episode so far, and um, it, I really like uh, that show a lot. And it's good to see mm-hmm. Seancey on there. Um, I have not seen the season four of the Camp Kiki. I saw the first two, but I haven't seen three and four yet. Mm-hmm. And I have not seen um, the uh, Canada's Drag Race yet. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of uh, reading to do, I guess. But uh, I'll get to it. Don't worry. Right? But uh, I'm still happy to be here, and I knew everybody except Eve, but I'm glad to meet you, Eve. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to meet you. See, Eve, some people don't even know you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think that's so funny, uh, you know, le- like learning about this kind of stuff. We don't really talk about who knows who. Like, there's so many drag people these days. Mm-hmm. Um, Too why many. Don't we- I mean, <laughs> let the I feel like, begin. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're already in the complainy mood. Um, so I think we should move on to what was difficult about the show that you were on. Let's go straight into the meat. You know, like what was tough about it? What What do you want to complain about? Seance, <laughs> um, <laughs> do you want to start? <laughs> Why, sure. Well, um, I, uh, well, of course, like, I think everyone here, this was my first, like, TV experience. And, of course, first uh, first time doing a reality television competition, even. So, uh, just, like, the amount of time that you get to, like, prepare everything was, like, a challenge, yes. But uh, my show was coming just at about the same time as a much more bigger budget show so a lot of the designers and people were very busy doing uh, outfits for other people uh with bigger budgets and i was like well i guess i'll have to do most of this stuff by myself (laughs) uh so getting ready was was a challenge but honestly i really enjoyed the the like the whole process of filming it was just um i think it was just they were trying to cram way too much into the t- the amount of time that they had so we we had a very big cast we had a cast of 15 people mm-hmm. and we only had eight episodes so mm-hmm. uh the first episode they sent three people home which is Wait, let, already let, let, let insane. me ask you when you walked <laughs> when you walked in did you know that there was going to be eight episodes and 15 people there uh, well, I knew there was going to be roughly eight episodes because they gave us a list of outfits and uh, yeah. it was only so many. So I was like, so OK, did, well, did you all have a kind of sense of dread walking in the room like they're going to be cutting bitches left and right? Like, <laughs> I honestly I didn't even think about that right away. But then mm. I was like, it, it started to come to me. I was like, 
wow, I, I see. Well, first of all, I see a lot of people that I recognize. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then second of all, I'm like, well, there's a lot more people than I had anticipated, yeah. which is pretty bizarre. And uh, and then they were like, oh, yeah, we're sending three people home today. And I was like, uh, oh, OK. okay. <laughs> I and then I was I was like. Did they did they cast me to go past the first episode? I sure hope yeah. they did. <laughs> I, was that like the first triple elimination in drag history? <laughs> uh, I Probably. think so. <laughs> it might be. Um, who else was eliminated? Oh yeah, Eve six thousand. What about you, Eve? <laughs> uh, what 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 did you what do you have to complain about? I was not paying attention. What are we talking about? We're talking about what what we found difficult about the show we was we were on oh i could okay do you want this podcast to just be like six hours long or what well i, mean, I figured I could go this, on. Is the thing, this is the thing to start with because i know it's like the thing we all have our little things <laughs> yeah 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 i mean i try not to complain too much anymore just because i've already i've already said everything that yeah. i could possibly say and yeah. my nda is up now right so i was i was like saying like oh my nda is gonna be up they're like girl you've already said everything (laughs) there's nothing else to say and it's true i've said like pretty much everything i could possibly think of about the whole experience um i will say that like the first day was really difficult and i've never really talked about the specifics of this um but basically on the first day um they had told us well, they had told me, they gave each of us a different call time because we come into the workroom at a different time, right? So they mm. have to pace us and, like, space us out. And they also have to keep us separated from each other. So they need time to make sure we're all quarantined into little rooms and blah, blah, blah. Um, it's very, very serious over there. Um, so the day before, the day we walked into the workroom, they took us to the studio, but they blindfolded us so that we wouldn't <laughs> see anything. We oh, couldn't wow. see any part of the studio so that we didn't, like, accidentally catch a glimpse of one of the other girls. And they would, like, hold our hands and walk us from place to place. And we did our first, um, like, what they call a master interview, which is oh. the interview that where they so basically say you talk about some traumatic history from your past or whatever in one of the episodes in your master interview ideally you will have already expanded on that so that if they're interviewing you about it on the later episode date they don't have to get that information out of you again because they already have it and they can just sub it in wherever they need it mm-hmm. and also because like if you're if you're going through something really emotional you don't always want to talk about it blah, 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 blah. anyway so um the day after that, the first day we walk into the workroom, uh, they had told me to get ready for 6.10 in the morning, and then they were going to come and get me and bring me into the workroom, right? So mm-hmm. I was ready for 6 o'clock, and 6.10 comes around. Nobody's Nobody came. So I called, because um, they have a little phone in our hotel that links directly to their suite, right? Mm-hmm. So I called, and I was like, hey, it's 6.10. I'm just waiting for you guys, like, um, ready to go. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll be five minutes. They didn't end up coming until at least 7 o'clock. I believe it was like 7, 10, 7, 15. Mm-hmm. So I was really pissed already because I could have slept an extra hour. Um, <laughs> and I, I was painting since like 3 o'clock in the morning. So like yeah. I could have slept another hour and like been much more, you know, awake. Um, and then uh, when they took me down, I thought they were going to take me like into a small holding area. And then like quick 20 minutes, we'll go into the workroom. Da-da-da. I thought it was going to be like that. No. Um they took me into this private room, which was like, so th- where we filmed was like in inside of a, a like 
what do you call it? It was it was the uh, I can't say where it is. I don't think, oh, but yeah. it was like a it was like a sports <laughs> arena sort of thing, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. So the holding rooms they had us in were like basically private boxes, like you know when people go to see like a tennis game or whatever, or I don't know tennis, whatever. Oh. When they go to see a sports a sports game, right, and they go into a private box to like watch the game like comfortably, and they have a fridge in there and stools and all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. So they had us held in those private boxes. Um, the only problem being there was no air conditioning and they would not let us open a window or a door. Um, so we had no like air circulation. It was very hot. It was the hottest day ever recorded in May in Toronto. (laughs) So it was super fucking hot. None of us were prepared for that in the like package they sent us. They said something like, Oh, make sure to bring sweaters because it might be cold in the workroom. So I brought fucking warm clothes to be there. That's why I didn't have any fucking clothes to wear. And every other day I was wearing the same thing in the workroom because I had no fucking like clothes for warm weather because it was fucking hot as hell. But anyway, so they had me in there and then they were like, okay, just knock on the door if you need anything, right? So... I'm knocking on the door, right? I'm knocking on the door because I need to, like, I need some fresh air. I need, like, some paper towels so I can, like, dab the sweat off of myself. Like, I need, like, you know, a mirror. I need, no whatever, right? So I'm I'm knocking, knocking. Nobody comes. I have to wait until I hear somebody, like, walking by the door. And I just start fucking banging on the door like a fucking mental patient. And, <laughs> um... And they, they come in and they're like, yeah, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah, I just, you guys said to knock if I need anything. I've been knocking and nobody's here. And I'm just wondering when I'm going to go into the workroom. Cause I literally was waiting in there for probably 40 minutes at that point. Yeah. Um, and they were like, oh yeah, we'll come back in, in 10 minutes uh, to come get you. So just put your corset on, put your nails on and your heels and be ready to go. And I was like, okay, perfect. So I put everything on. I was ready to go. 10 or 15 minutes later, they come back and they're like, we're almost ready. We're going to come get you in 10 minutes. Another probably 30 to 40 minutes goes by. And then they finally come and get me. Yeah. So here I think, oh, the nightmare is over. I finally get to walk into the workroom. No. So then they bring me down um, to a holding area outside um, in the middle of the day. Well, not in the middle of the day. It's morning, but it was, you know, whatever. Probably uh-huh. 9 o'clock in the morning at that point. Um, and I'm standing there on cobblestone in my heels um they didn't they didn't bring a chair or anything for me to sit on because and i had to wait there for like probably 10 to 15 minutes outside of the studio um no chair to sit on no like cover from like the sun and (laughs) i'm just like okay you guys didn't even like put a chair here and then the the lovely person who was helping me which is not their fault but they were like oh yeah that'll help us for next time and i'm like Next time, I'm fucking here now. <laughs> so what the fuck? Like, and then I go inside. What's right there on the other side of the door? A fucking chair that they could have just brought out and ha- l- let me sit on. Instead wow. of having me fucking wobble my knees for 10 minutes on the fucking cobblestone. Uh-huh. Then I go inside. I finally get to wait inside. Um, not outside like a fucking dog. And um, I don't know. I don't know what I look like. My hair is frazzled at this point, and my my outfit is almost sweat through because it's been so hot all morning. I've been waiting for hours, yeah. right? So I'm just like dying in here. Like I'm like I don't even know what the fuck I look like. I asked them to bring me a mirror, but we were all in the dark because obviously when you're in like a studio, you can't have like all the lights on outside of the filming area. Yeah. Um. So. I was just waiting to go in and then I go in and then I'm like, holy, I felt so shitty about my whole entrance because they just like, I don't know. They just like really didn't make it a good experience before walking into the workroom. Mm. And I don't think, obviously I don't think that was their intention, but I think there wasn't enough care put into it. Mm. Um, 
And yeah, that was a whole long fucking tirade. I'm sorry about that. Um, and the other thing in general that I didn't like about it was just that I had an issue where I felt like the producers were trying to push me in a certain direction. They were trying to paint me a certain way. There was other girls that told me, oh, Eve, like, just so you know, um, my story producer tried to get me to say this about you. Or my story producer asked me this about you, like encouraging me to say something negative about you. Mm -hmm. And I didn't say it because I don't think it's true, but I'm just letting you know that's what they were doing. Right. right? So, and, and they also did the same thing with other girls to me. Like, I remember one time they were like, oh, don't you find it so annoying when when Gia, like, does this and this? And, like, I kind of did, but <laughs> I just, I was just like, no, I don't think that way. <laughs> I'm like, okay, no, okay, don't agree well, with that. I mean, honestly, this sounds like a psychological horror story, Eve. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dude, uh, all that being said, there's so much to complain about, but I actually yeah, legitimately no. had so much fun with the whole experience because no, doing no, no, the no, challenges... No, 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 wait, wait, wait. We're going to get to that part in a minute. Okay, fine, fine, so, fine, fine, hold, fine. Hold your fun thing. Negativity um, first. That's what we lead with. Yeah, we want to get the, the, the bullshit out first. Okay, uh, Disasterina, can you top that? Because that, um, that was an epic. <laughs> that was an epic story that Eve just took us on. Um... <laughs> Well, I don't know if I can match it, but I think everybody who is on these shows definitely, um, they don't uh, don't get what they really expect. I don't know if people really know what to expect when they get on these reality competition shows, but it turns out to be quite different than you would expect because this is a, this is a, this is the entertainment business, and the entertainment business is quite well known for a lot of uh, fuckery, a lot of yeah. just lying, a lot of um, phony people and promises that don't come through. So there is a lot of that. Even in the small productions, I think, there is this sort of thing. Uh, that said, I think when I was on the Boulay Brothers... Dragula, my biggest complaint Mm -hmm. was, and you know, I didn't have a whole lot of complaints because Mm -hmm. I felt very lucky to be on the show. Mm -hmm. And um, we'll go into the things I liked about it a little later, but exactly get get to the the bad stuff first. (laughs) The bad stuff. The bad stuff for me was that mm, lack of organization. I was not clear on what to do, when to do it. Mm-hmm. Everything was sort of like a vague. There wasn't a lot of strong direction from the the crew or anything about exactly what we needed to do, that sort of thing, which was mm, a little off-putting. But I understand, you know, it's the second season of their show, so I can, you know, cut them some slack for that. But the thing that got me the most upset was that they they really launched into goading you into being dramatic. All they wanted, drama, drama, mm-hmm. drama. And mm-hmm. they would get you uh, individually and, and say, oh, no, disasterina, you're not being uh, enough drama. You need to get in there and you need to get into <laughs> arguments and this sort of thing. I'm not joking. And then, you know, the right. first time that we did our, our, our scene where everybody's in the same room, I guess it was the boudoir scene, mm-hmm. you know, the... The director and the, the producers literally said they they did a take, and it was like, eh, it wasn't that great. And they literally said, "Okay, people, 
We need more drama. This shit is boring. <laughs> we need you to get in there and start arguments and start trouble with everybody, okay? Because this shit isn't going anywhere. If, we, if, you're, if we're just boring, this show is not going to succeed. I'm not lying to you. This is yeah. rea- the reality of the reality TV is that they think that drama is the only way. It's interesting to other people, which is absolutely not the case. And, you know, one of my favorite reality competition, competition shows is Call Me Mother. And, yeah, there's a little bit of drama on there, but not a lot. You know, it's just it's the kinder, gentler reality TV show. And I really appreciate, like, all the creativity. Mm. And the drama is really in wanting to win. The drama isn't in, oh, I hate this person or I'm going to push buttons on that person over there. It doesn't seem like it's that heavy, you know, mm. compared to the other shows. So the for me, it's like, you know, I don't want to get into any arguments. I just want to concentrate on my art. And that's what I did. And on, I didn't get a lot of screen time early on in the show. Right. And people were like, where's Disasterina? Well, you know, I'm sitting next to the people arguing. That's what's happening. Yeah. And I don't <laughs> oh, have I anything to say to them. I was like, I remember that classic Disasterina stank face in the corner. Just like, <laughs> what is everyone doing? <laughs> That's exactly what I was feeling. I was actually, I was trying to think of how to get into these conversations. I was like, huh, they're arguing about this. How do I vote myself in there and get like a word in edgewise about something that doesn't sound ridiculous? And I just yeah. couldn't do it. I couldn't figure out how to get myself any screen time because I had literally no issue with anyone or anything. (laughs) (laughs) So it was, it was silly. So that's my main complaint. Um, Seance, hold your opinion because I know you have a rebuttal on whether or not Call Me Mother was actually happy in roses. Um, yes, I would love to hear about that. <laughs> but I'll just mention Camp Wanakiki um, is a very interesting show um, where we not, we're not about drama at all to the point where it's like, ooh, no, uh, all the drama is actually pushed aside completely and you're your character all day. Um I, I would definitely echo a lot of what Disasterina is saying about uh, on Camp Wanakiki. There's a lot of disorganization. It's a very small production. Uh, the Sugar Bakers, I am still not convinced, are not just the Boulet brothers in a different set of drag. <laughs> um, they yell at each other constantly in front of us, um, having organizational things where it's just like, no, we want to do this. No, we want to do it. And we're just all sitting here in our like clown drag <laughs> with these two clowns in front of us arguing and it's, it's in the woods. And can I say also one of the craziest things about Camp Wanakiki, if you don't know, it's we actually shoot it at a kid's summer camp. So right. I, I slept... I know I slept in a kid's bunk for two weeks with <laughs> five other adult people. <laughs> um, you all room. shared one bed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it was a wild, <laughs> crazy thing. There were wild turkeys. Um, you're walking around in nature and drag. Um, it, <laughs> it was, it was, it was crazy. Um, those are definitely like complaints. Um, and I, I have something to add to Disasterina's comments. Okay, we're going to get to that one sec. Um, okay. <laughs> the one crazy thing is that with Camp Wanakiki, you maintain a character the whole time, practically, and that is very challenging. And um, Right. 
Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Disasterina, I would think, okay, now we're in open conversation. Disasterina, I would think that you'd be totally okay with keeping your character. Or is Disasterina like a character or just yourself? Disasterina is a fantasy creature. And I was lucky on my season of the Boole Brothers Dragula. They didn't force me to be that that other person. So I was, right. I prefer to be in character the entire time. And uh, it's interesting that, you know, I met people there on the set and I met the other queens and everything. And they didn't really know what my real, you know, in quotes, my non-drag voice was, which is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So a lot different, hopefully. And um, (laughs) so, yeah, so there's that. I I would prefer to be in on these shows. And, you know, I was um, people kept saying, oh, you should be on Titans, which is the Boulay's sort of um, all-stars, I guess you say, in quotes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just like, oh, you have to be on, you know, all-stars, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, I don't, I'm, I feel a little on the fence about it. Um, I mean, I wasn't asked, so I wasn't going to be on there. <laughs> but if I was, I would be on the fence because I was like, I don't want to be this other person. I, don't, I want to be uh, who the drag person is. And I prefer right. to have, this, uh, you know, in quotes, the fantasy Mm-hmm. I like the character, me personally. Yeah, right. There, you don't want to get at the authenticity. You want to be disasterina. Um, yeah. Okay. Say on. Say, was it all roses and cupcakes on Call Me Mother? <laughs> Actually, I want to tack on to something about what disasterina is saying about being in that persona the whole time, because I I also put on like I I become a character when I'm Seance, but when I was in the like confessionals trying to like talk about random things i go into like my seance like uh speech patterns and stuff like that and they were mm-hmm. like no just say it like a normal person i was like <laughs> but why would you know like why would you want to hear that like i want to be fun i don't want to be like not like, say it like a normal person <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, I, so true. like we put on all this drag and costume and buffoonery and then they're like okay but act normal what <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like be more authentic <laughs> and i was like this is my <laughs> authenticity i'm just very eccentric it's a you know it's a drag competition show don't they want people to be in drag yeah exactly that's that's more than just the outfit right yeah yeah exactly and uh yeah so uh to go back about uh call me mother being roses and whatever etc um i i think basically it's two different ideas being like pushed against each other because what I think the show producers were trying to produce that show that's all roses and happiness and whatever. But uh, from what I, I'm totally, this is not real information that I can confirm at all. But I, from what I heard, it's like the out TV that was trying to be like, Hey, why don't you make it more like drag race where there's gags every five minutes. Like we're getting rid of like half the cast in the first three episodes kind of gags. And uh, so it it did sound like they were trying to like get a smaller cast, but they were like the production network was like, Hey, no, make it really crazy. (laughs) And, uh, and I I think the, the other pitfall about, how this season came off is that they really like whereas uh canada's drag race is like all about 
okay, everyone has a storyline and we're trying to like push stories and this person talks about this person and this person talks about that person. They have a story arc. Uh, For us, we, that's what we felt like it was being done to us. But once you watch the show, it's like they edited all of that out. So it's just like, Mm -hmm. here's what the show is and here's people doing stuff. And then it was like, uh, okay, but where's like the connections and like the the growth and like the story arcs and like our like interactions? I personally found that they took out every time that I said a single joke, <laughs> it was removed. <laughs> uh, and then weirdly enough, two weeks after I was eliminated, they put out uh, like <laughs> they I put out say like joke a joke reel. Yeah, they put out. <laughs> Uh, exactly that they put out like a meet the artist video that more meet the like a more in-depth video and it had it had fun editing it had all of my like quirky seancesisms right and uh uh i was like where was any of this in the show like i know there's 74 of us and there's only like 40 minutes to like cram all of that in but uh like I'm okay. pretty sure I'm funny. Um, <laughs> and they oh, took you all are, that you're out. hilarious. Eve, do you have anything to, to comment on? Yes, I've been waiting. I've been <laughs> struggling through listening to you guys. <laughs> um, no, I was going to say about Dragula, because, I mean, I do watch Dragula. I haven't watched um, a whole lot of Titans, but I watched, like, the Cauldron, like, compilation. Because um, I do find that stuff, like, entertaining to watch. Um but what I noticed about Dragula over the last couple of seasons that I've watched, I've watched season one, two, three, four and resurrection and a little bit of Titans. Right. What I've noticed about Dragula is that the drama to me, like it does feel extremely forced. Like it literally feels like they stood everyone around that table and they were like, okay, now you guys fight. Like it literally feels like they were told to start fighting with each other. And, Cause a lot of the times found out and we just found out that it, 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 it kind of is. It's true. And, and, and like other girls have said that too. So I kind of knew that, but it's also like, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's weird because people complain about drag race being like over edited or over dramatic or forced or whatever. But to me, Dragula is so much more like that. And I don't, I don't ever want to like, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that like on Twitter or anything. Cause I don't want to shit on Dragula. Cause I think it's no. really cool that Dragula exists as a platform, just like all of these shows. Exactly. Um, but they're, they're very much like, they're very much all trying to do what Drag Race does. So, because because it's a working formula that that proves, except for Camp Wanakiki, obviously they're not. No, um, we are but, too. We are too because we have elimination. And in I a totally way, agree. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. In a way, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is. And I, I did hear that also about Call Me Mother season two that there was actually a lot of drama, but it was all cut, <laughs> which yes, was very it odd. Was. And yeah. on on my season. Um, I do remember, I think it was like after filming episode four, um, because I had I had caused a lot of drama episode one, two and three. And that was all real. None of that was prompted by anyone. That was just me and my craziness where I was like, but also I did go in there knowing like my whole mantra going into filming Drag Race was like, I'm going to be myself. I'm not going to let myself be stifled by like being scared of what the other girls think of me or mm-hmm. anything like that. Right. So I was like, if I have something on my mind, I'm going to fucking say it. And I also like want to make sure that I get screen time. So I'm going to talk like anyway, yeah. but um, Good for you, honestly, so, yeah, thank you. I mean, ab- after episode four, uh, one of our story producers who I love, she's very nice. Um, she was telling us like, 
you know, like you guys can have a little bit more fun with each other. Like you guys can tease each other and like, you know, be a little shady, like just because it's entertaining, like just be shady and whatever. They weren't encouraging us to fight, but they were just saying like, you know, have a little more fun with each other, tease each other, be shady. And, you know, for the camera, just because it's entertaining. Right. And okay. Okay. I think we've had heard enough drama. This is good. <laughs> this is good. We've had our fill of drama. I think there's lots of drama on these things and it's expected. But let's just go around the table quick and say one sentence about what you loved about your experience. Um, I'll go first. Uh, I just love how Camp Wanakiki is all about stupid positivity um, and trying to make an elimination reality drag show positive. Like those eliminations at the end of Camp Wanakiki where they're like, one sentence. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Period. It's Thank a you. run-on sentence. It's a run-on sentence. Okay, who's next? Who's next? Eve, go. Eve. I loved um, doing the challenges and working with the other girls. I thought that was really, really fun. Um, and yeah, that's it. I mean, that's the thing I loved most about it. That's what I loved most about it. There are other things I liked. Disasterina, what did you like about Dragula? Well, I loved meeting all my Dragula contestants and they're my buddies now and they're some of them are really good friends so that was the best thing for by far that's incredible and seance yeah honestly it was also the cast for me like not just the the cast of competitors but like people working behind the scenes were also really nice and uh just honestly the whole uh filming process was really really fun period and period all right <laughs> Oh, okay. On my period. <laughs> well, not <sighs> sure, whatever. Okay, so we're going to take our quick little break, and we will be back in a second, squirrels. Bye. Wow. Okay, and we are back, squirrels. Yes. Oh, okay. We've had a lot of negativity talking about our experiences on our t- shows and all that stuff. But I think it's a bit more. Let's talk about what we got out of it. You know, um, let's talk about the, the question. How has being on a show like this changed things for you? Because um, it's definitely changed things for me, even surprisingly with Camp Wanakiki. Um I've been able to meet people. Um, Disasterina even knows my name for some reason. <laughs> you know, like, like uh, it's opened weird little opportunities all over the place uh, that I did not expect, even though, you know, it's a relatively small show with a relatively small budget. Um, it's really opened doors for me. Um, Eve, what has it done for you? Uh, well, it actually, like, did a lot of things for me. And in ways that I didn't understand at first, like, I don't like a lot of people, a lot of people, cause I've complained a lot about drag race. I have complained <laughs> a lot about it online. <laughs> I have. Um, so a lot of people think that like, Oh, I just hate that I did it. I, and I didn't benefit from it at all. And did it. It's like, no, no, no. I obviously did benefit from it. Like there, it, I was able to do a lot of things that i would have never been able to do through drag before. Like I was able to travel the country. Like I've gone to some places that I would never have gone to. Like I never would have gone 
to um, New Brunswick or, you know, Winnipeg or Vancouver or, or Victoria or, you know, all these people, all these places. So definitely has afforded me a lot of things like that. I met a lot of great friends on the cast. Um, so that was great. I'm still very close with some of them. Of course, Suki's my roommate. So, um, and yeah, like I, it also, it also like sort of, uh, held a mirror up to me, like for like how I was expressing myself, like how I was presenting and everything like that. Like, I remember like just watching the show, I could see like how like truly uncomfortable I was with myself, like that I realized like how much I needed to transition. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if without Drag Race, I would have discovered that when I did. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I I went through a lot um, as a result of it. It caused a lot of difficulties for me um, because it wasn't the experience that I expected. And and I also felt like they kind of didn't show a lot of positive for me. They kind of only showed negative for me and they didn't show any negative from anyone else. So I felt kind of betrayed um, by the producers and production and stuff. But um, overall, it kind of like made me reflect on a lot of things and made me like re-examine my, my life course. So I think that's overall a very good, um, very good uh, thing to take from it. Disasterina, what about you? What has the show done for you? Well, after I got on the show, I was surprised to find that my popularity skyrocketed and in a relative way, right? So uh, I describe myself as micro-famous and that was when my micro-fame started was being on the show and it gave me a lot of opportunities that I didn't even know were possible. And I just was able to, you know, people would, you know, these queer groups from all over the country would contact me and they would put me on a plane and I would go to their funny little drag show in in Bumfuck (laughs) and perform. (laughs) And I was like a big star to this group of people. And that was super eye-opening and super fun. And I never thought that would ever happen. And um, I was able to sort of get a micro career going. I'm an artist. And once I started drag, I started doing art in the style of my drag character. And people who are fans of the show started to buy my merch. And that's one of my main um, uh, revenue things is doing my art. And I do conventions and people want to get an autograph and everything. I mean, it's not like being sort of like the level of fame uh, some of these other shows, like, you know, mm-hmm. Ru- Ru- RuPaul's Drag Race, obviously, um, the American one is the one where you can really be a star. You can really have a career in drag, which is very, very hard to do, to have a career in, in drag. Yes. Mm-hmm. And those people can do it. And I really uh, am appreciative to be on the show because I have a little micro career, mm-hmm. which keeps me in debt it's um it 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 makes me feel like i I can almost (laughs) pay the rent every month it's just (laughs) a little bit short every month yeah yeah but i make it through somehow but it gave me like a career in art and a career in entertainment legit which you know a lot of people strive for like legit and seance what about Mm. you what has the show done for you um, I'll let you know when it happens. <laughs> um, That's right. It's early for you, right? Yeah. To be honest, the, the show just uh, ended not too long ago. So yeah. uh, it hasn't been around for very long. Uh, 
but um honestly i i had a very busy halloween and like i i have been getting like uh more bookings and like uh, more exciting jobs but that was kind of like uh not with the show in mind because like a lot of the people didn't even hear about that show until after they had already booked me for these things Mm -hmm. um but uh i feel like uh for a lot of um like television competitions and stuff like that it's really like almost a year in that you start seeing like any real like I mean, it's probably more instant with, like, Drag Race because it's more in the mainstream. Um, But uh, right now, I haven't noticed a whole lot. I mean, like, my online presence has increased by uh, quite a bit over Instagram Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, which has been pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'll let you know when it happens in real life. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, So we were talking about positive things. were there any negative things, outcomes? Like, Eve, you were talking maybe some negative outcome because the fans were really hard on you and stuff, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of that. Um, and it was, it really distorted my vision of the show. And I remember, mm-hmm. I, like, I had, a, I had a completely different perception of the show while it was airing versus, mm-hmm. like, six months later. Like, while it was airing, I was getting so much hate, like, online all the time. Like, it was literally, yeah. doesn't matter how well I did that week, it would always be, oh, Eve should have gone home. Eve should have been in the bottom two, not this person, da 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 And then when I was in the bottom two and I won the lip sync, it was, oh, Eve shouldn't have won that lip sync and da-da-da. So it was, like... It just always constantly having my my talent be discredited by people. Um, it was it was hard, um, but I also was kind of used to it because Toronto is a very competitive uh, environment, and I've always had people like talking shit about me. Yeah. Um, so it, it was really not that new to me, but it was difficult to deal with it on the scale uh, that it was. I also like. did have some some sort of negative impacts i mean before i did drag race um i did a makeup class and i sold a lot of tickets to it a lot of people did it like it was an online like makeup class right yeah then after drag race yeah you everyone loves your makeup yeah then after drag race i did the exact same thing and i sold way less tickets really so yes so it's it's interesting how much the uh the fans perception of you can change your opportunities and what you you know, what you might gain from it versus other people on the same cast as you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, there was something else I wanted to say and I just forgot it. Well, no, <laughs> but I can kind of agree with you even with, uh, even on Wanakiki, I remember uh, some of my competitors, you know, uh, <laughs> they were always ragging on me from being from Canada and out TV being a Canadian thing. So they thought I had some sort of advantage and I'm like, girl, <laughs> I'm the check is not cleared. I'm just saying that. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, girl, the Canadian thing is really hard. Like, it's it, honestly like even like fabrics here cost so much fucking more. It's insane. Mm. Like, literally a stretch, a four way stretch fabric here, minimum fifteen dollars. Yeah, and in LA, they go to fucking Santiago and buy a four way stretch fabric for four dollars. You know, yeah. so it's like. Four dollars too expensive. I wouldn't do it for four. Yeah, exactly. it for <laughs> yes. So it's I wouldn't, drag, I wouldn't pay more than two fifty. Yeah. Drag, drag, drag is very expensive too. in Canada. Very expensive in Canada. It, it really is. So it's um I mean we yeah, don't want to belabor. Oh, sir, what go? 
what was the question again? Because I sh- I want to remember exactly what I was going to say. Because I had something to say. It doesn't matter, Eve. If it was, if you forgot, it wasn't that important. Um, no, was, it is. Is there any? What's the question? Uh, you'll you'll figure it out later. It'll come back to you. I guarantee. I guarantee. <sighs> take a breath. Take a breath, and just it'll come back. Um, is there any? Uh, whether there any negative at Fallout? Uh, Disasterina. I know, Seance, It's been only so so long for you, Disasterina. No. Well, I think for not for me. There was no yeah. everything was positive. You, honestly, my experience was super fun. I met really cool people. I got a micro career out of it. You know, my complaints are minor, but I think you know what E was saying about you know public perception is really important because you, you yeah. think you know, oh, I'm going to get on this show and everybody's going to love on me <laughs> and they're going to be putting me on a plane and all not of a sudden true. I'm going to be not rich. True. <laughs> no, because. Yeah. If you were at the mercy of the production team and the editing, they have storylines. You know, why would you have a storyline, right, Mm -hmm. for a random competition show? But they try to put you into into almost like a script of like, Mm -hmm. you know, the evil person or the bitch or the or the good one or the, you know, all these different sort of tropes. And if you end up on the wrong side of that stuff, it could really affect your career. And I can understand how Eve, all of a sudden, just because of the way they edited the show and just because of what they decided that, you know, you were going to face and they decide, you know, how you're going to look Mm -hmm. because of what they did, that affects your career. And that's too bad. Yes. Yeah. And it's, um, I think what I was going to say was that, um, looking at the show while it was airing was so hard because I was um, distracted by the fans reaction, but watching it six months later, I realized what the edit actually looked like. And I was like, okay, it wasn't that bad. Like, yes, they didn't show my positive moments as much as I wish they would have. Cause I Mm -hmm. did have a lot of humor. I did make a lot of connections and friendships with the other girls that were not shown. Um, but it was not anywhere near as negative as I thought it was at the time because of what the fans were saying about me. And since then, I've been able to turn it around a lot. Like I ended my season with like, I think like 5,000 Twitter followers because everyone hated me. Yeah. Um, and now I have the most Twitter followers of anyone in my season because I actually like engage with the fans and I, I'm on Twitter all the time. So mm-hmm. yeah, it helps It helps to like really just get out there because I was scared to talk to the fans after the, after my season because I thought like, oh, they just all hate me. So what's the point? But after like engaging with all of them on Twitter, it just became a completely different thing where now I actually have a connection with so many people. That's That's a... That's really good advice, I mm-hmm. think, to people out there who get on these shows and they get chat on. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you can curl up into a ball and, you know, just ignore everybody. Or you can do what you did, even to get on there and plead your case and get to know people. And all of a sudden, the arc changes yes. and people's perception completely changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I was thinking, what, what, what was it like seeing yourself on TV uh, and seeing yourself go through all that? I know, Eve, you just, you just, exper- you just talked about that. Does ask mm-hmm. Rena, what was it like for you to see yourself on TV like that? <laughs> you know, I was, my expectations were different. I thought, you know, oh, I did pretty good on the show. I'm, I'm really uh, looking forward to the way I look on the show. And then we did the premiere and everybody was there and watching the show. And I was horrified the first episode. I thought, oh, my God. I just, you know, look tentative. Um, I, I'm not doing the accent right. You know, as that's why I like scripted comedy, because you get more than one take. Yeah. On 
these shows, you don't get more than one take. You just <laughs> spew out a bunch of stuff and they chop it all up and they throw it out there. And then you're like, no, I didn't want to say that. Oh, I look terrible. No. Oh, no. <laughs> so that was the one thing. I guess that's another thing I didn't like about the show was like, you, you are just, you have no control. You know, they're going to do what they're going to do. And you don't get a, you don't get a second try. Yeah. Seance. Mm. Yeah. Actually it was it was pretty uh fun and interesting to see myself on television. Um but again, like I said, there was such a huge cast and our episodes were so short. <laughs> so we barely like they they had their favorites and they were giving them the most screen time. And <laughs> uh while I looked fantastic on television. You did. <laughs> you did. Oh, I thank you very much. Um, I, um, th- there was so much more films, like I was saying before, there was so much more film that I expected that might make it. And like mm. having my memory and experience of what happened versus what they like they want to portray was two very very different things like um for instance when we're doing like all of the like the runway walk and our like talents i was the first one to go for both of those things and they didn't tell us what they wanted or how we should do it and so i was kind of the guinea pig and i was like uh, I guess I'll, is this is this what you want? Do you like me yet? <laughs> and uh, and then like later it would be like conflicting conflicting uh, advice from like both the judges and production being like, oh no, do this. Oh no, do that. And it's like, uh, but uh, okay. <laughs> and then it's just like it, it just you know it just happens. So. And then there's um, just the, the eternal problem of like you brought what you brought and you don't have time to make anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> pretty well. I actually, long story. I uh, well, not long story. I a lot of my looks were like seventy percent done, so I was yeah. working on them in my hotel room every night. So fun story. Cool. But during one of uh, my outfits, I decided to do a little bit of crafting in my hotel room at three in the morning and uh i was like okay i have just one more thing i just need to spray paint this thing a little gold Mm -hmm. it'll be fine if i just go in the bathroom and like put the fan on (laughs) and open my window in my in my hotel room um spoilers it was not okay i ended up spraying away more than i should have and then i accidentally poisoned myself (laughs) i have to hand it to the editor of that episode because i couldn't tell at all (laughs) i was i was so i had no energy uh it was the second episode i hadn't i was like spewing from every orifice that i had i was like catatonic until i had to go on stage and then i used all of the energy to do the one thing that we had to do and then (laughs) i'm so happy that they didn't put it in but they the judges acted as if i had not poisoned myself and one of them had the audacity to tell me that wow you really had a lot more energy in the rehearsals. What happened? It was like, oh, I'm trying not to barf right now. 
so yeah, as, it's, as it's someone, just really funny. As someone who injured themselves on their drag show as well, I, I feel for you. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> they at least acknowledge that you exist as a human being, though. Yeah, they were like... <laughs> Oh no, what are we going to do? She's Canadian. Oh no. <laughs> we can. <laughs> um, I had an injury on, on, on set too, because I kept using those magnetic earrings. Oh, no. And the first couple of days, like the first couple of days, I had magnetic earrings for my entrance, magnetic earrings for my first runway, magnetic earrings for my next runway. And I got my, I got a fucking compression injury because the magnets were pressing so hard on my oh, ears. My. Oh, no. So they were like literally infected, swollen, like bursting it was really disgusting and i had to like oh. i would i would walk the runway with the earrings on and then immediately take them off and i'd be standing there on the runway holding my earrings in my hands oh, oh no there were some injuries <laughs> were there were there any injuries with you disastrina on your season no i uh it was a safe was... crowd the dracula girls know how to do it <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there were other people on the on the cast that were getting into all sorts of things, but when, I I was not. I, it was just I think everybody can identify with this. Just a lot a fuckload of sitting around waiting, right? Yeah. yeah. It's just like you're waiting, wait, and you and then you you rehearse your number or whatever, you rehearsed it for the 40th time and it's like, "Oh my god, it's been 13 hours." And they still haven't shot the the scene yet. At least that's what it was like on on Dragula. I mean, oh, it was yeah. just <laughs> hours and hours and hours and hours of waiting. And there was one, um, the second episode, we did a nineteen hour shoot, mm. and they had to cut out um, an important part of the performance for everybody because they had gone over time. So oh, no. it's just you know, video shoots take a long time. I get it, but. Um, for some reason, on on this second season, it just seemed like they were not efficient with time. Which mm. you know, it was the second season of the show. I understand, uh, but I don't know. Can other people identify with that? Just sitting around. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, even like again, second season problems here. We had again fifteen people, and they wanted to get through all of our. Um, uh, all of our talents in one day and we almost got through every person's talent except for three and they had to wait until the very last minute of the day only to be told that you have to come in in the morning get into full drag and do your numbers that you didn't get to do today yeah, and the exact <laughs> same look right it's like you look exactly the same as yes, you did yesterday yes exactly um it was it was pretty wild. There were some emotions That's, thrown out there, but luckily that, I was the first, so I I did my thing, and then I sat around for the whole entire day. Oh, that's so <laughs> hard. Uh, uh, one of the most challenging things on Wanakiki, I remember, was it's all day, uh, and so I would get into my daily drag um, character, and then uh, in the second half of the day, I do the runway look. So you have a couple hours to do that quickly, and then right after, I had painted myself like a blue fish lady. I had to go back um, and get all the blue stuff off and go back to my original character for the after in the evening. That was, that was a day. I, I, I didn't look great. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eve, what about you? What about the sitting and waiting? Lots of that? Or is it just perfect? I mean, you've already, you already gave us that epic, that epic. Right. Tale. Yes. I'm not going to go back into the Odyssey, um, but TV is all hurry up and wait. Like that's all it is. And I, it was very difficult because a lot of times, like 
we would be like sitting there waiting for so long. And then like halfway through the day, they'd be like, okay, we have um, a 15 minute lunch break. And it's like, um, I can't eat right now. Like I'm fully corseted. Like, what do you Ooh, want me to yeah. do? I'm not going to eat. So then they're like, no, you have to eat because you haven't eaten all day. And da, da, da. it's like, well, I can't. And then in the mornings, sometimes they would bring us McDonald's. Because we had like a, we had a standing McDonald's order just in case they were able to. So Mm -hmm. some days we would get a McDonald's sandwich, right? And I could never finish it because for whatever reason, just the imbalance of eating like throughout the whole show, it just made me, it made it impossible for me to eat when I needed to. Mm -hmm. So we all lost a lot of weight on the show. I bet. So there, there's a tip for you, kiddos. Um, <laughs> it's a TV show. So if you're on these shows, it is a competition. Yes. Yes. But it's also a TV show. So be prepared for that. Because <laughs> you have to be available for production whenever they need you. And production oh, yeah. has to take their time to get everything right. So it's hurry up and yeah. wait. Yeah, um, exactly. Okay. So this is bringing us into, I think, our final question, which is, um, would you do it again? And... Are there any other drag reality shows that you'd want to be on? Uh, <laughs> Just ask Darina, what do you think? Would you do it again? Are there any other shows you'd want to be on? Well, I kind of was watching Titans, uh, Bully Brothers Titans, uh, this past uh, few months. And I really felt nostalgic about being on the show on my season because four of the ten people in the cast were on my season, season two of Dragula. And I just remember meeting them and having so much fun hanging out with them and everything. So I felt really uh, like I wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I would ever get invited. to The, the Boulets are weird about that sort of stuff. I don't know if I'll ever get invited to be on one of these shows. But I would definitely consider being on some sort of Titans kind of, you know, whatever, all-stars, I don't know what you call it, kind of show. Yeah, I would consider it, but I'd be way more interested in being on either, you know, one other of these shows like Camp, Camp Wanakiki or uh, Call Me Mother or even Drag Race as like some sort of special guest, you know, as mm. like a, you know, I did that for season three of Dragula. I was the trash and correspondent and that was super yeah. fun to do. Yes. <laughs> And I would love to be on one of these other shows as a like a, tr- a special trash expert or something like that. So yeah. I put that out there to the world, the producers of these shows. Like, yeah, I'm re- I can get on a plane. I'm ready to go. And it'll, I'll recite my lines and everything. And it'll be great. So just uh, have me on your show, okay? <laughs> you got it. You got it from Disastrina. Okay, Eve, what do you think? Would you want to do something like this again? Is there another show you'd want to be on? Yeah, I would absolutely do Drag Race again. Um, I don't know about any other shows. I I don't feel that they would, like, unless it was like a special guest thing, then then I would do it. Like, if if they asked me to do something for Call Me Mother, I would 100% do it. If they wanted me to be like an auntie or something or anything like that, absolutely, I would do that. Um, I would love to do Drag Race again, um, only because now I have a I have, I know what it's like. I know what it's about. I have a completely different perspective on it Mm -hmm. and I'm able to now look at it in the way of what can I control versus what I can't control. Whereas before I was all full of like hopes and anxiety and trying to like stretch myself all the way to the end and all that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, if I were to go back, I would know that like the only things you can really control is like your entrance look, your promo look and your finale look. And then like, 
what whatever you're able to come up with on your own as far as like a talent show or whatever the hell, right? So I would just focus the most on those things that I can 100% control. Um, and then everything else, I would kind of just like let the chips fall where they may. And I know exactly what it is now. So I wouldn't be as upset about, you know, feeling like the producers were meddling or whatever, right? Because I already know what the story is. So yeah, I, I would love to do it again. I just would hope that it would be on a bigger platform. Like I would love to do like UK versus the world, or if they did the oh, global all-stars in the US, I would yeah. love to do that. But I would come back for Canada all-stars as well if they do that. Work. And fiance? Um, I absolutely would not do Call Me Mother a second time. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, too soon, too soon. <laughs> from what I hear, there might not be more after this, but oh. that could be different. They could be getting a whole new salon team. Wink, wink. Um, mm, but oh. I would absolutely do Dragula. In fact, I am procrastinating a little video that I should be working on right now to apply for it but i would would be amazing on dragula i i i would i would i would be the drama i would be as much drama (laughs) as they wanted me to be (laughs) you definitely have the creativity and the spookiness and all that stuff that they need so oh my gosh how about you hillary okay yeah um uh i i love that i got to be on camp on honestly i think it's the show for me um <laughs> i i i'm not that into like drag race uh if i call me a mother no I, it's not for <laughs> me uh yeah and dragula i don't know like i could imagine myself on it maybe <laughs> but like it'd be kind of wild i don't know like i'd be i don't know if i could eat you would eggs. be you would be a very funny first out you would yeah. be like drew barrymore in scream seriously <laughs> i would be i just be like nah <laughs> i can't handle this um just like the eating the pig's blood and all that kind of stuff it's just like it's too much for me too much yeah. for me i love it though um Oh, Queen of the Universe. That's one that I, I wouldn't mind trying for. But, you know, that's... Oh, a, my God. I love singing. I'm a pretty good singer. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Um, would I do Camp Wanakiki again? Oh, yeah. But I, I don't know if it's possible. I probably will still be involved with them somehow. Um, but, yeah. This is it. I mean, that's it. It's, does anybody have any final thoughts uh about this discussion i'm so happy we were able to just get together and compare notes what about what i just um i had something come into my head while we were talking and yeah. i just wanted to say to to disasterina um i definitely was a fan of your season i i loved seeing what you brought to it and i really feel like and don't take this as like a comparison or like a whatever but like I feel like your role on Dragula was very much like a precursor to what Jimbo did on Canada's Drag Race because you both were like so out of left field, so unexpected. And I think it really kind of like set the stage for something like that. So I think I want to recognize like your impact and like give you your, your flowers for like what you did. Cause I think you're so cool. Like I loved what you did. And I also love that you did your own like comedy series and everything. I think that's amazing. Well, thank you so much. It's so kind of you to say. You know, I would say that I think, you know, Aganda shows, they have a set, all the producers have a set expectations of who's going to be the villain, who's going to be the good person. But when they have somebody who comes on the show who is from out of left field, they don't know what to do with, I think they get a little confused. (laughs) Right. It's like they expected something different from me. They, you know, 
I had done a few shows for uh, Queen Kong, which is the Boulay Brothers, you know, um, a nightclub nights, which is super fun uh, back in the day before mm-hmm. Dragula. Yeah. And they knew me as a kooky comedy queen. <laughs> and they didn't right. know I've been an artist all my life. So when I got on the show, I'm like, have all these elaborate costumes and very artsy fartsy, very serious. All of a sudden, they're like, they didn't know what to do with me. They were like, what happened to the old disaster, the kooky disasterina that we used to know and like? And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm trying to win. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> I'm serious. So, uh, yeah. so I can, I can, uh, you know, there are. I like it when people who are different than everybody they kind of. They shine, so I can under I understand what you're talking about, Jimbo, because yeah. they're completely different from everybody, mm-hmm. and I like people. You know, it's just who are, are unexpected, and I think these producers on these shows, unsolicited advice, producers of reality TV, <laughs> go with the flow. You know, determine mm-hmm. what everybody is about, mm-hmm. and allow them to compete together. Don't shove one over here or. Don't give them impossible paths to go down. And just have everybody organically interact and see what happens. That's right. way more interesting to me as a viewer than, you know, oh, there's this person has to be the villain mm-hmm. and this person has to be the redeemer and this sort of thing. I want, I just want something more random, you know, some, some, see what really happens when all these people get together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I totally feel that, too. And uh, something of a phenomenon that I don't think that producers of shows really understand yet is that, like, what audiences want isn't always what they're trying to push. And, like, anything could just become such, like, a meme or a hit between, like, the fans of the shows. And that they don't know until the show is over. They've already filmed everything. So, like, for instance how like how entertaining and amazing disasterina is like they they really know how much of a thing they're missing out on until after the show comes out and everyone's like yes disasterina forever (laughs) well that's it that's the time squirrels um thank you so much to my guest disasterina seance eve 6000 Great, it was a pleasure. great. Thank you so much. Job. Thank I'm, you for having me. I mean, what an opportunity to come together like this. Thank you so much, and just compare our time a little bit. Like, there's so many shows, so many experiences, and I'm glad we got to complain. We got Eve's <laughs> epic Odyssey. I'm gonna have to put like background music to it. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> the Rocky like. <laughs> Or the the presidential like da 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 da. (laughs) The Adams family? No, no, the Um, the presidential (laughs) one that they always play behind the the presidential speeches. Yes, like that. Yes, yes. Um, Yes. Okay. Uh, Does anybody have anything to plug? Yeah, I do. Uh, Want me go first? Yeah, go ahead. I'll go first. Why not? I I just um, we just did a. Uh, my production company, I have a production company called Trayford Rose Productions, and it's uh, with me and my wife, and we do try to do, uh, you know, entertainment stuff, TV shows and movies and stuff. We just did a crowdfunding for a short horror film starring some alt-drag celebrities, including Land Insider, yes. and uh, we 
we are going to release this in the coming months, and I hope you can check it out. I'm not sure exactly where you're going to be able to see it, but it's called The Witch Witch One. W H I C H W I T C H W O N question mark and uh, I'll go see it. Search it. Search for it and go see it. Go see oh and God. find well, which, so which, which one. Look and yeah, watch. Which, 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 one? which one? Which one? Which one? Which one? Which one? Which one? That sounds like fun. I can't wait to watch that. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, and anybody else? Seance? Uh, as of now, no, I have nothing to plug. <laughs> I am being uh, <laughs> I'm being kicked out of my home, so I'll be moving into a new studio. If anybody soon. has, if anybody has affordable living solutions <laughs> in Toronto, that would be great. No, I don't think they do. Uh, I'll be moving into a new studio <laughs> up north, and um, I'm going to be trying to do a lot more uh, like scripted comedy stuff, mm-hmm. uh, online videos, and uh, potentially streaming on Twitch. So uh, find yes. me on Ooh. all of the handles or under your, uh, in a darkened closet, under your bed, or behind that pile of clothes you forgot to put away, or simply on Instagram <laughs> as Seance Knows. That's Seance like Beyonce, but with an S, and knows like I know everything. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, oh, I think you're in my dirty laundry. Ah! Um, Eve, what about you? Yeah, so I have my podcast, Death Becomes She, Her with Boa. Um, You can find us on Twitter, twitter.com slash dbshpod. Um, We're also on Patreon at the same, so patreon.com slash dbshpod if you want to support the pod. Um, I have another podcast called Not Well Bitch with et cetera, et cetera, where we talk about housewives. We're on a little bit of a hiatus on that one just because we're not really liking this season that we were recapping, so we're taking a little (laughs) break. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of boring. We're like, this is pointless. Um, so we'll be back with that. We're going to go back to classic episodes. So that one is twitter.com slash notwellpod, also patreon.com slash notwellpod. Um, and also I am currently raising money to go to DragCon LA. Hopefully by the time you listen to this, I'll have everything all together. Um, but I probably will still be trying to raise money. So go to uh, eve6000.com and you can buy my print collection for $20. That's all six of my beautiful six by nine um, prints um printed very nicely and all signed for you and um i'm also um taking tips if you guys want to send me a tip on paypal paypal.me slash each 6000 uh but yeah so i'm just i'm just you know working my butt off trying to get to DragCon. hopefully i will see you guys there anybody who's listening if you're going to be at DragCon la 2023 Oh my God, take me with you. And yes. also viewers or listeners, buy me a ticket so that I can go too. Thank <laughs> you. Buy, buy you. all of us tickets. <laughs> buy all of us tickets. Buy all of us tickets and we'll all show up together as like one big brat pack. It'll be great. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much all. Um, you've been amazing. Um, squirrels, we are going to be coming back. Uh, every couple of weeks with a new podcast with some amazing topics. We're tackling all of the fun, interesting, and worth talking about drag issues. Until then, squirrels, bye. See you next time. Bye, everybody. Take care. Bye. 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 See you in the afterlife. (laughs)